Hi, Mom Stomp listeners. This is Joe, and you're about to listen to Season 3, Episode 16, Financial Literacy and Disney's Lightning Lane versus Standby. As always, thank you so much for listening to the pod. If you have some extra time and you haven't yet, please rate and review. If you're around town and want to tell a friend, we love that. We love word of mouth listeners. If you're a new listener, thank you for being here, honey. We're so happy to have you. If you want more Mom Stomp content, you can become a Patreon subscriber. You pay a small fee, monthly fee, and you get more content. That's how that works, honey. One more thing. A couple of times in this episode, I say silicon, and I mean silicone. I need everyone to just understand that was a mistake, and I am apologizing for it right here, right now. That's it. Enjoy the show. recording. Okay. One, two, three. See, Way off. That was perfect for me, actually. <gasps> okay. We, we, our delays are off, babe. Okay. Our delays are off. Our delays are off. Well, Goldman, I based on an email full of analytics from my manager, a friend of my manager that was forwarded to me, mom stomp needs to start an email list. That's where we're starting. like, we're like, we just heard, it's kind of like reading a headline. You're like, yeah, I need to do that. Yeah, sure. Immediately. Immediately. Speaking of things that we need to do and we're, I'm basically half listening to, this is, oh, this is not going to come up. Oh, it's blue. Yep. But it's, this packaging is my Derma Clara. Remember, I'm like, I'm wearing the silicone patches and you're like, what does it do? And I literally go, I don't know. <sighs> yes, I remember. Okay. Well, I want you, I want to just read. Okay. 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 The bullet points. Let Clinically me proven to smooth and soften fine lines and wrinkles. Deliver extra moisture to skin to tighten fine lines and reduce wrinkles. Reduce dark circles and puffiness. Regulate collagen production to prevent sagging and wrinkles. And prevent the need for medical procedures such as Botox fillers and laser resurfacing. There you go. They're, they are taking down the Botox industry. How about that, Dermaclara? And there it is. And there Wait, it comes I on. Wait, I need you to read me the ingredient. It's silicon. Oh, okay. It's, sil- it's silicon patches. But listen to this. Okay, so I got three of these. One for my forehead, one for my neck, and like some for my eyes. Mm-hmm. And that was like $65. And like I said, I'm supposed to be able to wear them 30 times and I'm trying to get a hundred times out of them. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Three months. This is kind of what I do with my contacts. Yes, for sure. For sure. For sure. Okay. Now last week we went to first name, last name, MJ's shower. And I was looking at at the Frida products. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they have for sell Frida mom products is silicone patches for your tummy. For like stretch marks and stuff. Um, and bitch, I will be buying those for my motherfucking face. Okay. And I will be buying some for my tummy. $30 for four. And I go, sorry, Derma Clara, you've been nice this month for, but yeah. I'm going, why can't I, like, is one silicon different from another? I'll let you guys know. Yeah. Stay let tuned. us know. And I'm into, I'm always into like, those hacks of like, well, this is actually a baby product, but it's not labeled as a baby product, you know, and which is they jacks up the price and vice versa. I'm all about that. You know what? Peter and I, we got a security cam for the boys bedroom, not a baby cam because a security cam was like a hundred dollars cheaper. Right. We're all being fooled. (laughs) We got a baby bath. It's a, it's a, it's a bucket. 
It's a, you go to the dollar store and get your dollar bucket, sir and madame. Get your bucket and put the baby inside. Right. And that's now. just good advice from our podcast <laughs> to you. Gosh. It's kind of like what we do. Okay. All right. We're, we're looking into email, emailing lists. We're looking into editing out gaps in our podcast. Oh, you oh I already, forgot. Actually, a listener might already have this technology. If I had to guess one listener who had it, maybe Linus. Linus, Linus for sure. Where you can just do it as a listener, take out all the pauses. Peter definitely has that for all his podcasts, not just ours. Yeah. But I'll be, we were in the editing room. We're going to try to get done for you. And basically we've talked about it before, but I've been listening to every outfit on sex in the city podcast. And I was telling Joe, they sound, they're so clipped and quipped and they're just going from one topic to the next, but it's not, it's not jarring. It's just seamless. They sound so intelligent. I was like, oh, this could be me and my girl. We're going to, we're, we're steps away from sounding intelligent. We're about to get, our fan base is going to like be professors from now on. Ooh, 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 <laughs> and we ooh, welcome ooh. you and we welcome and hello. Wait. Okay. Wait. Did you hear? So I asked Peter today, what should we talk about? And he was like, well, you can talk about Alyssa Milano. Mm-hmm. I go, what is this girl doing? You know, she's, she's what the one that's like, wellness check, now? wellness check this, wellness check that on, on River Red. What's she Brady doing Spears. now? Alyssa Milano is getting a dragged. I did not look up anything on the internet. This is from my husband to my ears to uh-huh. y'all. Okay. Uh-huh. She's getting dragged apparently because she tossed up a GoFundMe for her son's baseball team to like go on some trip. And I guess like her and her husband are millionaires and people are like, what the hell is this? Weird. Well, there's like Peter and I talked about it for a long time. Cause we were like, where there's a part that is just like, well, obviously Alyssa can pay for all of this. But if I was a parent on that team, you want to fundraise. I'd, yeah. You'd be like, this is a community thing or whatever. Right. I agree. And there has to be another catch. Like, what's her side of this? It's truly just like, I'm, I'm trying to raise funds for my kid. Yeah. I think it was supposed to be like, I want to get the team exposure or something. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Anytime a celeb posts up, posts a, uh, a GoFundMe, people are raising their eyebrows. Last, lastly, uh, Oprah and, and The Rock. They oh, caught yeah. a lot of heat for Maui. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I agree, Joe. I think there is something of like, trying to just kind of normalize your life, even though you could pay for the whole thing. Right. Because then that like the dynamics changes with like the other parents. Now you're like the team, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or the expectation is that you always pay. And it's like, well, my kid's grandma wanted to do, you know, whatever. Right. I, right. And I think there isn't there a thing too about pledging because I just signed up for my kids readathon. I just had to put in all the information for that, and I was like, "Well, I can put twenty five dollars in," but it was really more about the contacts that you have. The it's more about the list of people that you're reaching rather than just one person funding the whole thing. Yeah, I, I mean that's what I noticed yesterday. I don't know if that's true. That they, they want more like they want people. They're like, send this link to your friends and family. And grandmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they just know that that's going to be more money and more money and more money. Right. It's really crazy with this fundraising stuff because if you have kids, it's going to be inevitable. And it's just like a question mark where everything's going. Where's the money going? At this school that I'm at now, they're, I'm seeing they're a little more transparent about where the money goes. Then this other school that we were a part of that had a lot of money, 
I mean, they'd make like a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's and insane. It, insane. They'd be like, we want to put, I mean, who fucking knows what they were doing with the money. It was like so unclear to me. Right. I, all I know is I'm sending my scholastic digital wallet to alyssa.milano at gmail.com. And I'm going to be like, <laughs> you need to donate yeah. to my son. Okay, wait. We have to talk about the Lovers and Friends concert because first name, last name, John Cochran's ears just lit up on fire. Because he, this is his thing. This is everybody's thing. If you were born between the hours of 8 a.m. 1975 and 9 p.m. 1990, this is your concert. It's a concert that's happening on May, Saturday, May 4th, likely Saturday, May 5th in Las Vegas with the who's who of R&B, pop, millennial radio hits. The poster was going around. I didn't notice it until last week, like when Julia Aria sent it to us. And then it was like nonstop. I was seeing it nonstop. We first saw it from Janet's profile. Right. Janet's profile. And I thought it was like one of these, like, you know, that like in the last few like year, people will put like ideal concert posters. It's like a fake poster. I read it. I'm not joking you instantly fake. This is fake. Oh, like Janet, you got hacked girl. (laughs) She got hacked. Just Alicia Keys, Snoop Dogg, Backstreet Boys, Usher, Ja Rule, Sierra, Nelly, Gwen Stefani, Mary J. Blige, Janet Jackson, Lil Wayne, Nas, Ludacris, Nelly, Timbaland. I mean, these, if you go down and as you're reading it, you're like, there's just no way. There's no way they're getting all these people. No way they're getting all these people. No. How, how is this happening in one day? Genuine is like small writing. He's like towards the fucking Genuine bottom. Genuine is in there. Carrie asked me last night if he was in there. I mean, it is. Kelly Rowland is in the motherfucking She's a footnote, guys. That's how insane. Right. And guess what? Beyonce was like, I can't do it because I'll be performing at the Sphere, but I'll come watch. So Beyonce <laughs> will be there. O-M-G. Eve, Jodeci. I mean, Brandy, this is insane. Okay, I realize it's real, and then I go in my head, but it's also a scam. This is this is fire festival vibes. It's just like what they're going to get us to the website, and something fishy's going to happen. Something is so fishy's going to happen. So, anyways, we are like, we're going to get tickets. We're going to get tickets. Spoiler alert: we don't get tickets yet. Yeah, probably not ever. This well, is the pre-sale. Insane. We we sign up for the pre-sale, and the thing that kills me is on that poster on Instagram. It says tickets start at nineteen ninety five down or something down. like that. And layaways back, y'all. Layaway is back. It is way way back. We've talked about layaway before. It's back. <sighs> Lovers and friends is being layaway back, honey. And it's about four three fifty when it's all said and done per ticket. And they sell out immediately. It's like you don't even get that chance. Bye to, bye. Yeah, you're done. This is this is Renaissance all over again. General admission tier four is where they allowed us to start buying. And that was four hundred and fifty dollars. And I just could not without like fully knowing what everyone's limit was, and I just could not pull the trigger. I, I'm thinking about this festival or this weekend. We're gonna be in the fucking what what degree temperature do you think it's going to be in Las Vegas? 120. You're going 120. naked. If you got the tickets, Ben, you're naked. They're at John. least letting you bring water, Taylor Swift concert. They're at least letting you bring water, but it's going to be packed to the guilds. I mean, we're talking about spending an extra $100 just to get to the gate. This is going to be chaos. 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 And so, I, obviously, we can offline this with our 
with our BFs, John and Ben, but if you've got tickets, I need to know. I just couldn't. And then I'm like, can we buy these tickets? What do you guys think of 450? In my head, I'm like, no way, but I don't want to be the no person. So I'm like, if two people say it, I'm, and then it's like gone. And now it's 470. Then it's gone completely. And I have to go VIP $650. You have to go VIP. And it's one ticket. I can only buy one at a time. And I'm just like, I can't, I cannot do this, blah, blah, blah. Then it's like text us, text everyone. And it's like sold out. It's sold out. It's actually sold out. Bye bye. Sign up on this wait list for day two. So then I go, okay, I can sign up for the wait list. You sign up for the wait list. You have to, they basically want your credit card information. If they open it up, they will charge you. Gotcha. They're, they're, they're not, this isn't a wait list to let you know. This is like, we're going to, we're put your, put your bids in now and we'll let you know if we want to charge you. You know what I think? I think that people are going to need, need to get rid of these tickets towards the end. And if we learned anything from Renaissance, it's wait, 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 wait. As I live and breathe, Annie Donnelly. And I, I'm not even talking about resale. I'm talking about the venue itself might actually have some they're going to hold on to. And people are going to resell for sure. You know, I worry about my kids sometimes, but in this moment, I'm worried about myself. How fucking dumb can I be? Well, we I, literally lived through this lesson last year. We literally said, wait, 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 wait. I know, but I, and I right forgot there with you, girl, because you get worked up over that lineup and the way, the, the way that the tickets go just fall between your fingers when you're on, trying to buy them. Well, so I've been mourning the loss of going and you're right. We're going. We'll see you yeah, there, bitch. This is what I do really, truly, truly think, Joe. Listening. This might be insane, but we use our pop slots. We go to Vegas that weekend and we say, if we go to a concert, it's cherry on the ice cream, but we just go and see if we could get tickets in the damn city. That part. That part. Ugh. Okay. I mean, you're right. Why? I, it's so crazy. Sorry, catching up our new listeners. When we went to the Renaissance concert, we were in a buying frenzy. We lost money on this. And, and, we, and the whole time, we kind of like, if we had just waited, if we were calmed down about it, because she came out with better dates. She came out with different dates. She came out with a motherfucking birthday concert. That was released later. And there were still tickets available. And when it comes down to like buying, waiting for sold out levels that you can afford versus can I stretch it and try to make this $500 work? It's actually not even a better view. It wasn't a better ticket. Do you know what I mean for that venue? And I don't know. I don't know. You know, outdoor festivals. I ain't here for it either, girl. People pissing and shitting on themselves. (laughs) I cannot. (laughs) This is crazy. But I do want to talk about Walt Disneyland really quick. Because this is all related. Here we go. I took the family. This was a Christmas gift for little Joey. And we went last Tuesday and guess what? My husband got some decently priced tickets because during their like January and February, uh, season, they're offering $50 for your uh, child ticket, $50 for California residents. Yeah. And I think 90 for adults. Let's go. And so we jumped on that. Plus my husband had like reward points from his work. I, I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, it ended up not costing us a lot to go. But I have to tell you, without doing a full review of Disney, because nobody's really here for that, I've heard, we've already done that too. I mean, if you know you've been, you know why you love it, you know what's wrong with it. But I just want to reiterate something. Once upon a time in 2016, when I took my husband as our like little honeymoon, what do you call it? Like an engagement present. 
Okay. T- I took him to the Disney World in Florida. And back then they had Genie Pass and everything else. It was either Genie Pass or just the regular line. Genie Pass or poor. Yeah. Genie Pass or poor. But guess what? Everybody could get a Genie Pass. This is what it was. It was like you sign up for a ride. You book a ride like a reservation. And then you are allowed three lightning passes for the whole park. So say you want to ride Peter Pan, you want a lightning pass for that one because it's 45. It, the line's always long. So you use one for that one, that one, that one. But every other ride you can book and reserve your time. And when you arrive at that time, you're not waiting more than 20 minutes. This is for everybody in the park. Right. Then there, were, there was remember. a tier where you could get like lightning pass, but like nobody was doing that because it was... Yeah, that's for the kids that can't walk and Mariah Carey. Exactly. Well... Post-COVID, Disney did away with all that, and now it's lightning lane and standby. That's what your ticket is called, standby. If that's not salt in the wound enough... How damn dare. When you get in the lines, you're seeing them, literally the people who are ushering these lines, when you are waiting 45 minutes and you get to the front of the line, they literally stop you with their hand, and they look down the lightning lane to see if anybody's coming... And if they see somebody, they're waiting. Mm-hmm. They're like this, and they're like this. <laughs> standby. You're standby. We actually, standby to me is when you're on an air, you know, you're flying, and you might not get a fucking seat. That's what standby is. It's like, bitch, I paid for a ticket at Disneyland, did I not? Now I'm in standby? It's just, I don't know, for a person like me who has, like, high anxiety when I'm in these lines, and I'm like, whoa, duh, 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 I'm, like, freaking out, it... It just, I was like, I shall never return. I shall never return and I ha- and unless I have the money for all these lightning passes, whatever the fuck. But nope. We and cannot the, get, no one, hearing, hearing, we cannot be buying these lightning passes. We I are know. telling them that the ticket is actually worth more. And, and they, 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 do, do you know, in my mind, I told the kids, lightning passes, they wanted them at Universal. Are you effing kidding me? That's for Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his family. Right. That's for... And it really was. It was such a small percentage of people. I'd say 2 or 3%. Yeah. Yeah. And we see regular families going. I go, now you're fucking the rest of us. Because that's you're telling Universal, we can actually figure out a way to pay for this. Well, the value the, is there. And it's and like, the re- what? The reason I bring up the 2006 story is because it worked. It worked in every... The park was operating very smoothly and people were not getting bent out of shape in this way. But somebody decided that they could squeeze an extra $10,000 every hour, you know, by doing this, whatever the fuck it was. And it's just like... I, I asked Joey, I was like, do you think they're making money off the parks or like production? And he was like, I don't know if they're making that much money off the parks. So I feel like this was just a way for them to squeeze a little bit more out of it. Well, they're making so much money on the parks. It's, I looked it up once. It, they're grossing like a billion dollars a day or something crazy. Let me look it up. It's because I, I went, the, when we went, when you go, it's amazing. It is. It really is. I mean, but, but the ticket can't just be like, welcome to this beautiful park. The ticket needs to be like, everybody gets a fucking fair shot at riding these rides. One million percent crazy now more than ever it feels so nasty yes hierarchy disneyland makes an average of 11.9 million dollars a day at the same time it takes an average of 2.5 million to run it disneyland daily so it it profits nine million dollars a day 
But is that like normal um, operating cost? Because right now they just completed Toontown. They're working on a new roller coaster. I would have to assume that would like change the price tag on what it's costing. You know what I mean? Say on a good day where Disney's not doing any like refurbishing or anything like that. I I just don't think that they're, I don't know. They're making, let's say. They're making money for sure. Let's go way down. Let's round down. They're making at least $5 million a day. Yeah. At least. It's crazy. It's just, it feels so bad. And I was really, there were like moments during the day where I got really, really sad. I was like, this was a place that I enjoyed coming with my family. And now I feel like shit and my mood changed. You know, I I got like snappy at one point. I was like, why am I being snappy at Disney? This is crazy. This is like your once in a lifetime trip usually for most families. And I was feeling like shit. Fuck them. Fuck them. There, when we were in line for pirates, it was 40 minutes. This family of like adults walked through the lightning lane and this woman looked back and just like looked at the whole line. I mean, she looked at the whole line and like turned back and she, I was like, this woman is on top of the world right now. <laughs> on top of the world, literally going up a ramp passing us. I, it's like, this is like, so this is just goes down to like the fucking Airbnb of it all, the ticket master of it all. It's like, what is the price? J- right. Just say the fucking price. Don't add something. Don't change something. It's like the cleaning fee, the certain, the, the handling fee, the taxes is like, what is the motherfucking price? Tell me the price. And then I will decide if I can go because what you're doing is you're making me think I can go. And then I go and I feel like shit. And actually this ticket was not worth it. What's the fucking price? Well, in, and I will give it to the airlines in that way when you're about to buy your ticket is, you know, at least American Airlines is like, you can get economy where we're going to fuck you over. You can get basic economy where you can't even take a bag, bitch, or you can get first class. Which one do you want? And it shows you right there. Disney needs to be like, this is what your ticket's going to get you. You're going to be standby. You're right. The, 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 and the airlines are like this. You sure, babe? It's about to be bad. <laughs> that little sure? box coming. Are you sure, babe? You sure? Disney like, like see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. The airlines are like this. Are you sure you don't want to buy that insurance? We fuck up a lot. Are you sure, honey? All the time. It would behoove you. I mean, listen, it's, I think maybe a, a person like not me would be less stressed over these sort of things, but I was just trying to make the most of the day. We weren't rushing to things, but it was like, we want to ride on the rides because Joey's tall enough now and he's like, has, he's interest. brave now. Yeah, yeah. And he has interest. Yeah. And it just was impossible. Here's my other Disney review for the podcast. The new Toontown opened, right? They redid Toontown. It's looking good. It is a millennial parent's dream land. It is, you know, it's all aesthetic. It's very giving Mario Land, Alley Universal. Okay. Um, Aesthetically pleasing. um, Art. They, yes. And new rides, new rides using like that projection technology where, you know, the wall is moving like animated. It's very cool. Very cool. Um, and there's a big playground there, like a Disney style playground, like Goofy's house. It's, it's a whole playground, very interactive, very, very fucking cool. There is really no grandparents to be seen in Toontown. Baby, this place is nuts. This place is, <laughs> if you thought, like go think about your favorite park 
wherever you take your kids. And think about that on a Saturday afternoon and how bonkers it is. Multiply it times 100. That's the vibe of this playground in Toontown. And the grandparents are like, you can wheel me right back out, honey. I'm not going in there. The the grandparents are not fucking with Toontown. This is actual hell. (laughs) And we're not ready for hell. We're close. We're about to die. It's so funny because there's a lot of grandparents in the main park. They truly don't cross the threshold. They're like, I'm not fucking with this. Mm-mm. That to me, I gotta see this Toontown now. It's good. Is it's it just good. like overstimulating almost? Because when you say Mario Land at Universal, it is so gorgeous. It is like a fucking piece of art. There's not, it's, there's not even much to the ride. Like there's one main ride that has like a huge long line. And I took my 3D glasses off during the ride so I could enjoy the art that you're going through because it's sick. It's so amazing, but it's not fun. And it is actually, when you walk into it, it's like overstimulating. Yeah. A little bit. I like, liked it. It's still like such, so cool to see. The size of it adding to that too. Like it feels so enclosed. Yeah. Enclosed. I mean, Toontown, I don't know if you'd been to it before, but they gave it a whole new backdrop. You know how Mario Land has like Yoshi on top of mountains and it's like you look up and there's things like in the sky that they've built and then the land itself is like very like Harry Potter veil where it's like you feel like you're in a cartoon and it's just really well done yeah um you know all it's brand new it's brand new so it's looking good and they have three new rides there I mean they spent they spent some money there but I'm telling you it's like it's going to be years before you can go into that place comfortably. Like you're saying, it's very overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. The grandparents are drawn a line. That's right. Anyway, I don't, don't mean for this to be the Disney review, but, uh, the Disney episode, but, um, it felt bad. <laughs> it felt bad all in all. And then you start to go, well, should I get like a California pass because I'm a resident? But then to me, like Disney isn't as special. Yeah. Like I want it to be a one time ever so often. Yeah. And now it doesn't feel like unless you drop some money, that special occasion might not be so fun on standby. Stand your ticket, the regular ticket, heary, heary. They're going to call it standby. Oh my God. I'm sorry, buddy. Babe. You know, we're lucky to go. For sure. For sure. Wait, I got a job interview. As you know, because I've shared with you, can you believe tears of joy? I've been applying and applying and applying and applying and I got a job interview. It's insane. I'm so happy for you. Girl, obviously I don't want the job. It's like 40 hours a week. (laughs) And I'm just like, this will change everything for better, for worse. You don't want the job, but you want the job interview. Here's the thing. I do need work. I want a job so bad. I have not been working like 40 hours a week since before the boys were born. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really scared that if I get the job, it's going to like be so painful. That said, I'm not sitting on my ass at home. I if I say this to Peter like a million times a day. I'm like, I'm the busiest like not worker. I know. Like I feel like busy from the beginning of the day till the end of the day. Like, yeah. So anyways, it's not that I'm like, I don't like work. I'm just like nervous. Yeah. That's li- that's really life like changing. Yeah. And so I want one of the part-time jobs that I applied for to like contact me, but whatever. Anyways, anyways, anyways. They're going to love you so much. You're going to be like, and by the way, babe, I'm part-time only. And can and I do go, 30 okay. instead of 40, hun? So they call and they're like, this is an in-person on location job, but we're going to do a zoom interview with a panel. Okay, great. I'm like, bring it on. 
I love. Yeah. And then she's like, and we're going to send you a little writing assessment on Friday. I go, okay. And she's like, you have 15 minutes to finish it. I'm like, okay, don't ask much. I go, well, between now and then, if I have any questions, am I welcome to like contact you? Yes, absolutely. I don't know. Should I have asked anything else? I, I probably could have been like, is this like an essay or whatever? But I never got a chance to ask her. So it came in at 1130 on Friday and girl, I worked hard for that 15 minutes. And it basically was like, I don't need, I'm like skim reading fast, 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 as fast as I can. And it's like, in this position, you would be assisting blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Here are seven tasks that you would have, put them in order, how you would prioritize them and explain why. Okay. Girl. That is, that that, that went by fat. I felt pretty good about the priority, but then I'm like starting to write. Peter's obviously there. It's a family affair. I'm starting to write like why Peter's no just go, my notes are in the red. I go, oh, my notes are in the red. And then kind of, and literally I write like the last thing and hit send. It's 1144. It was like times up. Exhilarating. Wow. That was a, that was a blast. If you're interviewing people, go ahead and send them a little priority. (laughs) I mean, I can't wait. I I have a feeling that the panel will just be discussing how bad I did (laughs) I love that assessment. Whose idea was that assessment? I I literally had a blast, was laughing, giggling the whole time, guys. Loved it. And by the way, I don't want this job. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye. This was fun. I'm going to tell my girls I had something to do today. (laughs) This was so fun. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I want to point your direction to an Indeed TV commercial. Okay. Because what you're discussing about like getting this interview, they mm-hmm. are touching. I feel like this commercial you will be seen. It's like this girl sitting at a table and her family's there and she's like, oh, I got the interview and everyone's like, what? So they fucking know. I mean, this is like, this is a real thing going on out there. How hard it is to procure an interview to get even just to garner interest on your resume. Girl, I was the same. I was the commercial. I was driving with the kids and their friend. And I see the college that come up and I'm like, don't want to touch it. I'm driving hands on two and nine or whatever. I'm driving, driving, driving. Then the voicemail comes up and I could see the voicemail be like, and I could see the dialogue come up. It's like, hi, we want to like interview you. And I say out loud to the boys and their friend, I go, I got a job interview. Like almost crying. Everyone goes, yay. We're like all happy. (laughs) And their friend is like, did you get the job? I'm like, no. I kept saying this question. That way we park, the boys like get out of the car and like hug me. (laughs) We needed a W girl. I can't (laughs) wait till you be like, I had the interview and I told him I don't want the job. (laughs) I was like, pass girl, pass. Oh, by the way, then Peter goes, what's the job for? And I go, I don't know. (laughs) Someone out there is interested and that's what we celebrate. We celebrate those feats. Yeah. It's a, it was a big deal. Okay, wait, I forgot that we have some voicemails from first name, last name, Devin Bachrath, who called into the pod. She's a good and close friend, literally lives with Annie. Okay. Literally. Also great gift giver for kids. I mean, she just knows. Just an absolute joy. And she is my like reading buddy and She's an actress and comedian. She's a professional nanny. She's been doing it forever. And <clears throat> she's a genius about this. Right. If you caught the last, uh, the only episode where we've had a guest, she was our guest and she was kind of talking about the do's and don'ts of nanny. 
Yeah. And so she is definitely, she's got more experience working with kids than I do. And that's the damn fact. That's just the tea. Okay. That's just the tea. Okay. Hi, mom. It's your self-proclaimed resident nanny of the pod. Um, you guys, I was just listening to the last episode and I got triggered by something you guys were talking about with, um, ha- making kids wait for toys. Mm. Um, because I am dabbling in this, um, personal finance journey right now myself. Oh, yes. And I was just thinking about how, like, so many adults are in the same position um, there's like all these books that you can read that are like personal finance for dumbasses. And, um, the things I wish someone taught me in high school about like money management shit. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to parents who are teaching their children about money management and the basics from a young age and enforcing that, uh, I, I don't know if the schools are doing this more, but like one of the books I was reading was like victim culture. You're like, sorry for yourself, but you never learned about this shit when you were younger. Um, and they're like, but there were classes available in college. And it's like, well, that's too late, fucko. By that time, you might already have like credit a card. credit card that you use oh, when yeah. you're drunk. Come you know in. what I mean? So, um, yeah, I was just thinking about like how getting kids to spend their own money and have savings and things like that is so valuable and could like really protect them from a lot of heartache in their adult life. Um, and I also just want to give a shout out to like public library free services because I'm bad at money and um, I got connected with a, uh, a free finance coach named Howard, an old man Howard. named Howard. And I do a Zoom call and we talk about how I fucked up my my money. Um, and then he gives me homework and we talk it out. And I just thought that was also a hot tip for anyone that's like dealing with their money shit right now, especially the parents. I can't imagine. It's going it's to stretch thinner than thin these days. Mm. So um, I just want to give that little hot take. Uh, there's a bunch of books for like grade school age kids about personal finance. There's even flashcards for like small children to learn and damn, I feel like this is a really important topic that some of us were were never taught. No shade to my parents, but that's privilege. Okay. And the second thing I want to say, this is my little hot nanny tip of of the year. Um, It's this, if you just got a bunch of new gifts for your kids for the holidays and you're looking for a way to do the purge to get rid of the old stuff. Um, I was asked to do this with my nanny family and it took like a full week to break these children down into the idea of doing it. Um, they're two and four years old. And when I first presented the idea, like one of them burst into tears, the idea of like getting rid of their toys. Um, so if you have children that are not old enough to emotionally manipulate into giving donations, um, I, we figured out a little game. I suggest getting like a big laundry bag. Ideally, um, red is best, but you know, work with what you have. Basically a big sack. And while we're writing the Christmas come down, you go around your house and you get them to put toys into the sack because they are Santa now and they can be convinced that they are generous and that this is scoring them points 
with Santa for next year, okay? Um, especially if you gently nudge the shitty toys and suggest that they're lame or for babies, et cetera, et cetera. And then the final step is to sit down and to draw a card that you do mail off to Santa herself and um, 2022, Santa's right. girl. That's a callback. Um, Vegas. You write letters to Santa and the children get to talk about how good they were by donating toys. I can't believe how well this worked. It seems obvious, kind of, but, um, yeah, we were singing little songs. We were walking in a silly way, like fat men. Um, it really seemed to trick them into being willing to part with some of their crap. So, hot tip. I love you love guys. You. I'm sorry. This is all so long. Bye. This is what I'm talking Hi. about. Devin's giving them Mary Poppins. I know. I mean, I cannot believe she came up with a sack idea. It's so nice. I mean, I won't. First of all, first of all, this was my initial thought. Maybe this is wrong. I cannot believe that family was like, (gasps) that is not Devin's responsibility. How damn dare you? They really are privileged to have her. I mean, they're paying for her. Yes, yes, yes. But they are really making her work for all the things that that are hard and they don't want to do. That was a million dollars. Yeah. It, it, and and to say the that, money in the world, to say that the kids were kind of reluctant or were reluctant to do this, they're like, "Okay, Devin, that's your task this week." Unreal. <laughs> so I'm like, "You better be paying her a million dollars." And she's coming up with these techniques. It's just like, and she's singing fuck? songs with them. I mean, this is this is cute AF. It's so. This is AF. what they pay I for, mean, I guess. I'm mean, like, I'm just like, this is. She's giving them the Mary Poppins experience, literally. For sure. And I think the emotionally manipulate, I, I think she meant it in a way of like what the kids are responding to. Like my kid does respond to donating to, to, to a, an organization that does help kids. Some kids don't respond to something like that because they're like, you're actually taking something away from me. And they're not like grasping that idea. So like whatever technique works for you is like emotionally manipulating them. You have to work with whatever manipulating and by we, by just means of like, how are we working this idea? Right. I don't, yeah. I don't think she meant like you have to trick them. Yeah. You know? And I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of feel bad and cause I'm like, I don't even talk, talk to my kids about donating it. I'm like, literally like, let's just get this out of the room. And by the way, a lot of that just goes in the trash. Yeah. These are the party favors that you get. Right. I mean, I'm I, giving I, away like Spider-Man stuff at this point because he's not like, he doesn't like Spider-Man anymore. I'm like, these are good toys. Okay. All right. Oh, We're definitely yeah. going to donate them. You I, know? I, there's stuff I'll box up and I'll write all parts in this. Like, this is good. Okay. This yeah. is like, right. This is like, I'm waiting for my thank you card from Goodwill. <laughs> I can't believe Devin did all that. That was, these kids are going to write college essays about Devin. I just can't believe it. And I, I really, um, I love the, um, the recommendation on the flashcards and (gasps) like all the finance stuff. I looked it right up. And she has a financial advisor from her library. Howard. I need my, my son stepping into sixth grade, like. Have you set up a, a trust fund that has compound interest? <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually did. We did make like a little chase card 
we, we opened a bank account for the boys and they have like a little card now. Cute. Like a credit card. I truly didn't understand. Cre- it's the idea of a credit card and what it meant to own a credit card scared me until I was well out of college. And all I had to do was ask my parents and my dad would have broken it down for me, but I didn't. And it was like, I just never had that talk education and it's no diss to my parents or anything. It's just, it's just typically not talked about. Yeah. I mean, by the grace of motherfucking God, I saw an Oprah episode where they were like, credit card debt is real. And I, I just, it was like in college and I was like, in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm not going to get a credit card unless I can pay every month for it. Right. And by that was by the grace of because I wonder if it's like what Devin's saying and she's like my parents never sp- spoke to me about this and it's like that that's actually that's a type of privilege. I wonder if it's like if you're well off or you have money parents don't think to talk about it or don't don't think to talk about it and if you don't have money they don't want to talk about it because it's they sad don't want or you stressful to get into don't want it. their kids to be sad. I mean I know I certainly don't yeah. I feel bad when our kids are like, we don't have money for this, do we? I know. I also, there is like a part of me that's like, I don't want him in on our finances or worrying about anything. And I, yeah, I think there can be a line drawn of like, well, this is regardless of what we have, this is what credit is. And this is what a bank account is. I don't, like, I mean, like, I'm so glad Devin, thank you so much for your call. Yes. This is such a, a great reminder for us, for everyone that's listening Financial literacy, get into it for the kids. For sure. And yeah, I, I am glad we just, I'm just glad we talked about it on the podcast too, because just as a reminder for myself, it's like these kids gotta learn a hundred percent. This is, and these, okay. I'm obsessed. Thank you, Devin. And, and like the whole Those kids, how lucky they are to have her. It's crazy. The parents, too. To just be like, at night, like, yeah, I tried to get get rid of a toy, and little Johnny was just like throwing himself. We'll have Devin do it next week. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Good night, honey. Good night. (laughs) Is our money under the bed? Yeah, all of it. (laughs) Okay, we have to talk about RuPaul's Drag Drag Race. Race before we get off. So how'd you do in your fantasy league this week? Not great, but not bad. I picked a mandatory meeting, plain Jane, mm. of course, and Nymphia Wynn. Nymphia Wynn was like he, neither here nor there. Right. But she remains solid as hell. Plain Jane, pretty good. Pretty good. And a mandatory meeting, pretty unremarkable with exception of like she had some confessionals. And her clapbacks, I'm living for the feud between the two of them and how Amanda is kind of not holding her own and how they're editing her to look like almost like a jinx monsoon who's like, as the episode, as the season's going on, she's getting more like confident, you know, and like, is she going to overcome the bully, you know, it's interesting, but her makeup still looks a damn mess. (laughs) It's wild. It's getting better, but it's. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. A mirage got sent home. And I got to say, like, if she had done her hair the right way, Rue would have probably... Oh, my God. Rue was hating that. Girl, this is Cher, okay? Every... I I mean... I didn't think... Yeah. You better do it right. This is is who Rue wants to meet. This is who Rue gets nervous around. I was with Michelle. I was like, I didn't care that you were mixing up the decades. I think you look good. 
Rue was really just on some like that hair was fucked up. <laughs> you can't do that. And you for that, know the shit. Yeah, that was pretty wild. And then like the lip sync. Oh man, this broke my heart because she was performing better than than Geneva Carr. Geneva, she was performing better. She was giving you actual like what the song was, but she just didn't know some of the words. And man, they were angry. Not one word. That sealed her fate. One word. They were like miffed. I'm like, they were mad. I'm sorry, these people are fucking busy. I'm sorry, you I'm sorry like they're doing like a B list share song. Okay, sorry, share fans, you're coming for me. I didn't know that song. It, everyone settle the fuck down. Settle down. She did get some of the words right. She's doing it because she's hearing it. Yeah. I I saw her say me. <laughs> I saw her point a gun when the thing said gun. There's a gun. Like, I mean, I I also think like I was just mad because um I think the hosting thing is not funny or fun and she did yeah. like a fine job at it. Yeah. So to give her like any notes on it is wild. Yeah. I, I, I think they're like, you needed to say this like slower. I'm like, what? Like sometimes oh. those piss me off because I like when the girls have to write their stuff because when it's not them, I'm always kind of like, who wrote this? Right. And listen, Q did, when you compare it to like Q got a sketch and, but, but it is like written for comedy. Whereas the host is like, you have a couple zingers up top, like a roast, but the rest is just like, you're pushing the show along. There were not a lot of jokes. Yeah. Yeah. They did our girl dirty this episode, but I'll tell you this. When she was crying, she's like having a <gasps> breakdown. And everyone else is crying too because they like know what she's going through or what that would, they're putting themselves in her shoes. You felt that. I felt it so bad, but I could not take my eyes off of her nails. They were not painted. They were not Yeah, you're right. You're right. I go, what? You actually do have to go now. (laughs) I was trying to think back of all the queens who have left. And I know that, um, uh, what's her name? Had a breakdown where she's like, my mom left me at a bus stop. Like that was the last one I could think of. But this was the only one I can remember where it was just like, I don't know if she's going to leave. You guys might have to drag her off. She was so upset. And once again, she couldn't even talk. Couldn't even talk. And Rue said the absolute right thing. I know. Feels it like the like. end, but it's just the beginning. Oh my gosh. Now bye bye. <laughs> no, actually, we got to get on with the show. <laughs> Oh my God. I, I'm really loving this season though. I, and I'm telling you, I am here for the drama. I'm here, here, here for it. And once again, playing Jane, I got to give it up. I mean, Q is really not going from that number two slot. She needs to calm down. <laughs> She's good. She is good. But her like, once again, number two, thought I deserved to be top. It's like, girl, have you learned Everyone. nothing from other seasons? Don't say that shit. Yeah, look around, hun. Yeah, really. Everyone's doing good. Do you know what also kills me? Um, I feel like they're doing more on this season, but I could be wrong. Like when they're untalking or even talking about, in the main episode too, it, especially in Untalked, how they're like, what what happened in your critiques? Like they're telling the other girls, are like, well, they really loved me. They really thought my outfit was great. And they really had like the best notes for me where they're just like, Singing their own praises, it's killing me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have to watch Untucked. Yeah, you got to watch Untucked. It's very funny. I mean. <laughs> what do you think about the thing with um, Morphe and Love and Plain Jane? And Plain Jane being like, I don't actually think you should be this part. What part was that? 
Well, like Morphine Love wanted to do the part that Megami got and like Plain Jane steers her away from it because she's like, doesn't want to be outshined, shined, shun. I mean, Plain Jane is good, a good player. Yeah. And when she, her, her share look was stunning. Yeah, for sure. She looked good. But it's, to me, it's like, if you can be manipulated by Jane, she's going to try to do it. And it's up to you whether you, or not you want to be manipulated. Do you know what I mean? And the same could be yeah. said for Dawn and Miss Plasma. Like Dawn was yeah. like, girl, no, sorry. You just need to be Barbara. And then she won. And then she won. By the way, and then Plasma wins and goes, I want to call my mom. I got to call my mom. I go, yes, the mothers, the mothers. See? Back on Plasma. Who did you end up picking for this week? Plasma. Plasma and Q were in my top. And um, I also chose Dawn. Happy for you, girl. I got to get some points, babe. It's a big week for you. Big week for me. Biggest week yet, for sure. And next week we have uh, a dance uh, performance challenge. And I'm like, I didn't hate Iman in this last challenge. I thought she kind of opened up a little bit. I was kind of living for her performance in the sketch. This might be her week. I don't know. It's going to be hard not to pick her, and it's going to be hard to pick her. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Oh, and when she said, I'm not quiet, I'm just nervous around you guys. I'm like, yeah, this is real. Yeah. All these fucking cameras. This is Ross Daniels and RuPaul. And she watches the show every week and she's just like, this is fucking insane. Right. But she needs, she needs to, she needs to say one damn thing. One thing. She needs to cut it up. You're not going to win if you cannot get Ru to laugh at you. Who's going to be good at the dance challenge? (sighs) Okay. Sorry. This is enough, enough. This is enough. This is enough, enough. Um, we should stop the pod. Well, I, I love, love you. you. I love you. Love you, Dev. Thanks for calling in. Devin, Angel. I'm going to go read my book now, hon. <laughs> okay, I'm cutting this off. I love you. Bye. We need to record a song. Song, 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 song. Mom sounds. Okay. Oh. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Shit, 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 shit. Are you mad? Bye, bye. Oh. <laughs> Not yet. Mm. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Whoa, no. Oh, no. Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> bye, bye. Hundred. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh. <laughs> Loved you. Bye, bye. Ooh. Mm. Uh, oh. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'll be crying. Are you mad? Okay. 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 We need to record a song. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Bye bye. I love you, girl. Love you, babe. <laughs>